Hello and welcome to this fantastic tour of Old St. Chad's. This tour is led by the amazing Maggie Love. We hope you enjoy. We have now arrived at the second highest point of Shrewsbury. This is where St. Chad's Church stood. A huge church, in fact, almost considered a minster, as was St. Mary's, which is at the highest point. Sadly, all that is left is the Lady Chapel. So to comprehend and understand how big this church, there is a signage board with information that will help you visualise the size of the original St. Chad's Church. The church was known to be the Bishop of Mercia's home. That's the original Saxon kingdom ruled by King Offa. So we are going back to the Saxon period. We know that Chad died in 672, making him a saint by the end of the 7th century. So to name this church St. Chad's Church, we can comfortably put it at originally around the 8th century. We have, from excavations at the end of the 19th century, discovered Saxon artefacts. One in particular was a pin, originally thought to be Roman, a Roman stylus, but in fact, upon further investigation, turned out to be a Saxon hairpin. And that now sits in Shrewsbury Museum for all of us to share and enjoy. Sadly, there haven't been many other excavations since, and what an amazing discovery it could be if we were going to do that. We are surrounded by Georgian architecture, so it will be difficult to imagine the medieval town that would have been around this church. But there is one half-timber frame building still standing directly opposite the chapel, and that is the Golden Cross, known as a restaurant and pub these days. It was the tavern directly connected to the church. There was a small bridge over the road, which was much narrower than it is today. And the reason why was because all of the precious items from the church were stored in the cellar of the Golden Cross Tavern. We have walked towards the Golden Cross Tavern to find another information board called Old St Chad's, the Crypt. We're now standing where the original bell tower would have been. And we know from the excavations that this is where the early crypt was. Imagine that bell tower above your head and to your right, where you'll see a grey Georgian building, would have been the east window in the middle of the road. It's believed that that east window is the Jesse window that you now find in St Mary's Church. So now the big question is, what happened 
to this beautiful church? Well, we know that Sir Thomas Telford, who had been a recently appointed surveyor to the county, was called in to take a look at the cracks that were appearing on the pillars of the bell tower. He asked if he could exit the building to continue the conversation. He didn't want to stay. In fact, he recommended that the building be condemned immediately to be pulled down and to be rebuilt. The local people were not in favour of this. This was an important church to the town. However, there are two stories. One is that they attempted repairs and a few weeks later the collapse happened. The other is only just a few days after Telford had visited that the church had collapsed. And what had happened was at 4am on a Monday morning, July the 9th in 1788, the town was awoken to the sound of the bells collapsing as the bell tower collapsed and the whole roof of the church collapsed in on itself, leaving just two-thirds of the outer walls and the Lady Chapel left standing. A remarkable sight captured by a few artists and seen in many sketchbooks on the history of Shrewsbury. There are many stories connected to the history of this church. One of my favourites is that of the choir. Now, we all know that sermons can go on for a long time, and it's certainly understood that the medieval priests would have extended the time on their, on their sermons considerably. So the choir would draw sticks, and the shortest stick, well... That person had to stay and listen to the sermon, but the other choir members could disappear off into the Tavern of the Golden Cross. And as soon as it looked like that sermon was coming to an end, off shot the choir person to bring them all back again in time for the next hymn. Another story connected to the church is that of a John Plumer, who was a roofer during the 14th century. So he's on top of the lead roof of St. Chad's Church repairing and one strike creates a spark. That spark led to a fire in the roof of the church which then jumped across the street and continued down Wild Cop. All of the rooftops of those wonderful medieval buildings in Wildcop caught a light. John Bloomer ran for his life. He ran to the river in the hope that he could swim across, because, of course, in those days he couldn't just simply cross a bridge because there were portcullis and gateways in the way. While trying to cross the river, sadly, he didn't make it to the other side. Now, Richard II was the king at that time and was concerned that such a grand church had lost its position in the town. Therefore, he raised the taxes and ensured that the roofs of the wild cop buildings were repaired and that the church itself went through a glorious restoration. 
So we've walked away from the benches where the bell tower once stood, past the Lady Chapel and followed the path back to the main path and turned left to find the second headstone, which clearly is named Captain John Bembo. Take a close look at the date. It is 1661. And if you look at the main flat gravestone, you'll see again that date of 1651. This gentleman, John Bembo, the Bembos being a well-known family of Shropshire, was, well, a bit of a rebel. Instantly thinking of the mid-17th century, we should recall that this is in the peak of the Civil War. Shrewsbury Town was a hardcore royalist town, with Rupert, Prince Rupert, actually residing right in the town centre. So for Bembo to feel that he didn't want to follow the royalist lead, but to go find out what the parliamentarians were up, was definitely a disgrace to his family. The closest parliamentarian group was out at Wem. Bembo went out to join them, and for many years it was understood that it was Bembo that showed the parliamentarians how to break down the wall and open the gate and get into Shrewsbury. However, it's now understood that during the Civil War, the soldiers had the knowledge to be able to build ladders off the side of boats, to scale the walls of the castle and to comfortably take siege of the town of Shrewsbury. Bembo would have been part of that group, but he certainly didn't lead it. Of course, the town has lived for many years on the understanding of this tale, and that's why we have an area known as Traitor's Gate, which is the St Mary's original medieval gate at the back of the church, right down to the river itself. So if you'll wander in that direction, you'll see a lot of references to a traitor. And Bembo was considered that, not just by the royalists, but in fact, after the death of Charles I, John Bembo decided to rejoin the royalists in Shrewsbury to fight against the parliamentarians who had taken over. The parliamentarians then decided to capture him and to shoot him in public display in the grounds of the castle, then calling him a traitor to them. Now, here's his grave in Old St Chad's graveyard, one of the most important churches in the town. So his family still felt he deserved a good Christian burial. So we've learnt that the original 14th century church collapsed in 1700. And 88. The town had lost one of its most important churches. It now needed to decide should it rebuild on the same site or consider a new site. So this is the peak of the Georgian period and the Georgian development at this side of town has escalated so much 
that when they brought the architect who had just finished Attingham Hall to review the idea of building a new St. Chad's Church, he came up with the idea of placing the new church at the top of what we now call the Quarry Park. In fact, he recommended that part of the old town walls be taken down so that the new St. Chad's Church would be part of that hilltop of that glorious walk down to the river, as we now call the quarry. They used the stones of the rubble of old St. Chad's as the foundations. Now, the design of that new church was a great debate for the town. Stuart offered ideas of an original cruciform church and he also came up with this new idea of a round church. The town said no, they wanted to stick to the traditional cruciform church. But when the foundations had been laid and the early stages of development and build had happened, they realised that somehow the round church plans had been accepted by the builders. So the town went ahead with building a round church. It's the largest Georgian round church in the country. Worth a visit. It holds some of the many early medieval hatchments that once stood on the walls of Old St. Chad's. And it echoes the grandeur of the original St. Chad's just by its glorious Georgian presence. Looking at the front of the Lady Chapel, you'll see the glorious red sandstone, the arch. You can see various indents and the beginnings of other arches that would have formed part of the original church. The fill-in of Grince Hill, slightly whiter stone, certainly would have happened in the 18th century. And the door dated 1663, possibly may have not been the original doors, as we know that the original church was much earlier. How lucky we are to have this medieval reminder of a very great church for Shrewsbury. So just to remind you, this is not the only medieval church that stood in Shrewsbury. In fact, as we look across the skyline to your left, you'll see the Tower of St. Julian's, which has a Georgian top, but it also has the medieval red sandstone, which is early. You have St. Julian's, which again still has some of its medieval tower. And of course, the spire of St. Mary's in the distance which comfortably goes back to the Saxon period as its foundations have shown us through excavations. Four great parishes for a very important town in history. And this concludes the tour of Old St. Chad's by Maggie Love. Wasn't she fantastic? 
please make sure you go to originalshrewsbury.co.uk to find out many more fantastic voice tours laid out around the town. Thank you very much for listening.